Am I okay, supposed to hold my fingers up too while you're doing stop, that? See, this is what I I tried to get to this before you. Here's the thing about the count. So I started five, and you count started three. But when you start counting, I change my pace of counting because you're you know it's delayed. You know what I mean? So yeah. So whatever, man. I don't need your judgment. You're you saying know? that. You're used to having to try and catch up to me. And at the beginning of the show is about, Kev. That's what this show is about. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) I, um, yeah. So let's, let's just kind of, kind of get to what's going on. First of all, what's up, Kev? How you doing, man? I'm, I'm I'm already I'm so into the topic that I forgot to just, just begin with pleasantries. How you doing, Kev? Right. I'm good, man. How are you? I'm well, man. How's your I'm family? Well. Everybody's they're on my nerves, so that means they're healthy and and good. doing well. Good, fantastic. Yeah. Um, opening question: Have you been watching sports? I I think this question is is come up quite a bit. Have you been watching the Lakers in particular? I haven't. The closest I got to watching any kind of competition was versus last night. Hmm. Let's get into that before we get to the to the break. Um, mm. LeBron James is injured right now. For those of you who are out there, this is very important to Rap Sucks Radio, at least one half of it. Um, so yeah, we just that, that's really it. There's I just wanted to ask you that so that I can do my little sports break. And that was it. That LeBron James and Anthony Davis are injured. Versus though, how was versus man? It was good. It was great. I tuned I tuned in when watching you and Fizz. Post after post, go back and forth about it. Not back and forth deliberately, just you were posting. He was, I tuned in and I had the pleasure of catching Run. Mm. And uh, Inca One, shout out to DJ Inca One, he said today that when Run came on, he almost punched a hole in his wall. And I had a very similar experience. I almost, I almost punched right through my wall. I was so hyped. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, when ice cream came on, my wife grabbed my child and ran out of the house. <laughs> I was saying all so kinds I of stuff like that. But honestly, that's not what happened. What happened was I was scared I was going to get caught watching it. So I had it on the, you know, Bluetooth mm-hmm. just in my ears because I don't have the guts to play it out loud in my own house. <laughs> And then I had my little girl yelling at me for why I was listening to someone and ignoring the rest of the family. So that's Um, how that went. Yeah. All right. That was fun. That sounds more, that sounds like (laughs) that made it definitely more fun, I'd imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because every time a a new song came on, I'd be like, oh, and she, she, she just look at me with judgmentally. She didn't even check to see if I was okay, you know, in pain. I know, I know, I know it's not a pain thing. You're in. <laughs> I um I won't say this about your wife particularly, but uh, Kevin Hart was on to something when he said, like, you know, your wife will hear fun in the background. And you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> not like interested in being a part of that. <laughs> Like, are you, are you enjoying your life a little bit? It's like, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. There's nothing. All of my happiness is tied to you. Shh, 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 don't say anything else. 
Music, oh, turn man. off. Google, turn off music. <laughs> Shut down happiness. Um, I will say that, okay, some people were a little upset with them lip syncing, and I, I were, did that bother you? Were they? Well, the, the, yeah, the, the vocals, they were not lip syncing, but they were rapping over their vocals. I'm sorry. That, I, said that, I, I feel like that. that's what artists have been doing, though. I don't know. There's no, this, okay. There aren't any rules, but if anyone has followed the rules, I found it notable that these two guys followed the rules more than anyone else who's been up there. D'Angelo just bringing anybody up to play the trumpet and whatever. And, you know, but they were going through it. Ray called for the officials a couple of times. He was going to the judge yeah, just to check, yeah, you know, yeah. which song were we on, you know, making sure that they yeah. were on time. And, and uh, I, you know, you got to admire that a little bit. You know, that's the that's that golden era hip hop generation energy. <laughs> Right, it's like we could get kicked out of here at any time. Yeah, yeah, at any moment. Um, I have a better, not a better answer. I have a different answer. Mm. They got like seventy-five jillion songs. Yeah, and like, who knows all of those songs? Like, I, I know you should, and somebody's gonna bring up some soul singer that performs every night, and I'm gonna say, yeah performs every night like ghost ain't doing run every night like he's no they're different they said as much two two three songs in ray was said something about you know it's nice to i haven't even touched a mic in a year you know for obvious reasons other than maybe they they didn't have a lot of shows going on you know even when before covid but um yeah and also clearly they haven't been doing shows i mean they, they were sucking wind Two songs in, <laughs> off of lip syncing like. or whatever they were doing. You know what was the thing that was super dope was watching Ray, uh, trying to rap along with ghosts stuff and vice versa. Yeah. Like you know yeah. where you, yeah. you you know yeah. like like he looked like what most people look like when they're trying to rap along to their favorite rapper songs. Like he's a little yeah. off, yeah. wrong words or whatever, <laughs> just a little behind. Yeah, yeah. It looks like he looked a lot like what you look like when you're trying to sync the countdown. To my perfect pitch and timing. Okay, folks. All right. So we've we've got to the moment where we will go on to the other side. Um, we did not deliberately, by the way, um, use Wu Tang, a uh, black hip hop group with a Chinese group name, um, to segue into this next topic. Says it just you. Happened to be that way. Says you. We're just <laughs> naturally segue champions. Yo, Kev, let's get to the other side, man. You ready? Yep. All right. Let's go. Rap Sucks Radio. Blah, 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 blah. What up, y'all? You alive on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy Trek Life and your fam, Kev Sakota. Shout to Simon and Schuster. You don't, you don't know. <laughs> this is why. I nah, it, it wasn't the ignoring. It was this. What? It was the result of, of all of us men watching Wu-Tang and what we would turn into in, in following days. Oh. You know what I'm saying? It's a better version of ourselves. Let's face it. I don't care who you are. <laughs> 
<laughs> the Wu-Tang version of me is better. That's a t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, if you'd like to catch this on TV, though, you can go to BTSN Pass. That's Behind the Scenes Network. Here's what you do. You download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Once you click on it, we're right there. We have our own section and everything. Rap Sucks Radio alongside plenty of dope content. BTSN Pass. We want in. Yep. All right, Kev. Let's get to it. Yes. All right, Kev. Who got to chill, man? Your boy, Captain Jay Baker. All right. Um, topic title for this, I wrote F his day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> F his day, man. What? Um, who is Captain Jay Baker? So some for those of you guys who are not familiar, um, there was a man who named Robert Aaron Long who went on a murder spree in Atlanta where he murdered, uh, where he drove to three different spas and shot and killed a total of eight different people. I believe one male and seven women. Six of those women were Asian women. Um, in in response to this, Captain Jay Baker, I'm sure a man, let me preface, I know Kev, I'm going to be diplomatic in this case, this mm. case only, in, in this, in, in this, concerning the subject in this part. I'm certain Captain Jay Baker, no, I'm not going to be diplomatic. Captain, uh, this is the, the issue. In light of this, the captain uh, said that the suspect had a bad day. And since he said that, he's no longer uh, the spokesman on the case. So this was reported by the Washington Post. The players involved are Cherokee County Sheriff's Office Captain Jay Baker. And as I will put this, racist, misogynist, sexist, falsely faith, faith, murderer, Robert Aaron Long. Because I think people have been compartmentalizing this. And I'm going to go ahead and put a smash into that. So here's some notes, y'all. Uh, the backlash began with Sheriff Spokesman's statement to the reporters that the man, the mass shooting suspect was having a, quote, bad day, unquote. Uh, here's what Captain uh, Baker said. He said uh, he was pretty much fed up and kind of at the end of his rope. Yesterday was a really bad day for him. And this is what he did. <laughs> okay. Murdered eight people. Mm-hmm. Eight women. He was describing the 21-year-old man that is a racist, misogynist, sexist, falsely faked murderer, Robert Aaron Long, that is his name, um, who stands accused of killing eight people, mostly Asian, almost all women, in a rampage across three Atlanta-area spas. Then, as the violence starts feared in an Asian community that uh, already felt under attack, the internet sleuths found... Baker's Facebook post promoting t-shirts that called the novel coronavirus and, ready Kev? Mm-hmm. Quote, imported virus from China, spelled C-H-Y hyphen N-A. Mm. Uh, on Thursday, an official said that Baker is no longer the sp- spokesperson on the spa shooting case. Shortly after, the sheriff said, we regret any heartache caused by Baker's words, but, defend, but defended the captain. Uh, Andrea DeCourcy and executive assistant for the uh, county sheriff said she did not know why or how Bacon was taken off of it. Baker was taken off of his role updating the public about spa shootings, um, and neither did the sheriff immediately respond. 
uh, to for comment. In a letter shared Thursday afternoon, Sheriff Frank Reynolds did not address the China, C-H-Y hyphen N-A shirts post, but acknowledged that Baker's comments had become the subject of much debate and anger. He also said in quote, inasmuch as his words were taken or construed as insensitive or inappropriate, they were not intended to be disrespect to disrespect any of the victims, the gravity of this tragedy or express empathy or respect for the subject. End. All right, Kev, so on you. Do you think uh, he would have gotten taken off the, you know, duty of being the spokesperson if they didn't find the picture of those, the t-shirt? Yes. Hmm. I do. I thought he was just I think the word, I thought I think he was the just stupid. Enough. Well, he is just stupid. Yeah. But I, I don't, I don't think the, uh. I don't think the t-shirts have had anything to do with it. I think stop texting me op and J. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I, I don't think that the t-shirts had anything to do with that. I think in the end, the comments were so tone deaf that, um, that he had to be taken off. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. He it, was, it was completely tone deaf. It was like, he didn't know what was going on, you know? Yeah. If anything, if I was, his higher ups or whoever made the decision, I would have been happy that someone found those, those t-shirts just to give it an extra well, push. Yeah. Yeah. But. Yeah. I mean, I th- well, I mean, we will, we'll get a, a little more into it as we carry, as we continue on to the subject, but there, it seems like from the very beginning, there was a push to make sure that this wasn't seen as racist or ra- any, an act of racism. Mm. And I was, I was like, Okay, so you know what? Let me just jump into it. Whatever. I, I said I had some strong opinions about yeah, this. Before you do that, what I will say is that um, I think he's a relatively small part of the conversation around what happened in the mm-hmm. situation. I think he's probably a relatively small part of any conversation about anybody anywhere because um, he's a su- kind of a stupid person. But um, <laughs> Bottom line. But... The one place that we should not minimize his role in the role of people like him is that he obviously is not the only one. And if that's the mentality that you're going to go into an investigation about a, a mass murder like this, you're in the wrong job. Well, you are the reason okay. why other uh, other people or the same people are upset about the way cops interact with the community in general. So it goes, goes, it has a lot of ties to other things that we are also upset about. Well, let's, let's jump into that particularly, because that's the the direction I was going to go as well. So Mm -hmm. listen, we, I'm entering into all of this. um, I walk into the house on Tuesday Mm. After taking my daughter outside to play with her friends, while I was standing in front of the television crying, I have no clue what's going on and what happened. I find out what happened. And the first thought that I had, the, the initial thought that I had was, listen, do not make this about you. You know what I'm saying? Do not do the comparison thing. 
do not find, you know, jet. It is about what happened. And there has been an outcry for really a year, but, but in recent months, this out, the outcry from the Asian community, we've spoken about it on the show Mm -hmm. saying, listen, there has been violence against us high, largely uh, in higher volume over the last year. This is not about anybody else. And I had to tell myself that mm. um, largely because I knew that the rest of the world was not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I, I, in this particular situation, and I want to be very clear, this is sort of what, was trying to be conveyed with Dylan Roof receiving a, a cheeseburger after murdering 13 people in a church. Mm-hmm. A police officer's ability to empathize with a murderer seems to only stop at a murderer that looks like him. And usually it's when that murderer is white. Mm-hmm. Now, we can debate this if you prefer. And not, not you, but anybody who wants to debate me on this, we can if, if you prefer. But my thing is, th- there is no instance where there's empathy and understanding for a gangbanger that sells dope. He's a monster. He's a community uh, monster. He's a destructive force, right? There is no empathy. And I'm not saying that that gangbanger has to be black. That gangbanger could be uh, Latino. That gangbanger could be Asian. That gangbanger could be, our, you know... I. Armenian, what I'm saying is your red-blooded white American seems to receive empathy from law enforcement and the understanding of them seems to be important. How was their day? What was going on with them, right? right. Uh, so to, note, to, to kind of piggyback on what you're saying, when people speak of the police and the difference in treatment, this is what we're talking about. The, the, the view, the personal view, the view from the judge's seat, the view from the prosecutor's seat, the view from the public defender's seat, that, that view finds empathy in red-blooded white Americans, especially in mass shooting situations. Mm-hmm. If you can't understand that now as of today as of jay baker's comments you are just choosing not to understand it you know what i'm saying you're you're just choosing not to understand it we've talked about rappers who just rapped about criminal behavior really with no criminal background we've talked about rappers worse than we've talked about uh racist misogynist sexist falsely faith robert aaron long like we talked about rappers worse than him so if you don't see that now, then you've been ignoring, you, you, you're choosing to ignore it now. And that's, that's where I'm at with that part of it. And we should also, early in this conversation, point out that, and I will leave it up to you whether or not you agree with me, um, it's, pretty, it's pretty damn important that all non-white people have this conversation. The conversation we are having, the conversation we're going to have for the rest of this show um, amongst ourselves, whatever friend group you have, which can include, obviously, white folks as well. Um, But it's very important that we have this conversation to get some of this understanding. It's not about emotional overabundance 
And I say that to say it is about feelings. It is about sensitivities that, that we all have, even if we want to pretend that we're tough guys or whatever. Um, we need to have a little bit of dialogue here. Um, because the, it's funny, the one thing that I heard you say that I want to hone in on is you talked about the police reaction to gangbangers. And there aren't a whole lot of people I know that are out there glorifying gangbangers outside of gangbangers. But what you said is you said black gangbanger, Mexican gangbanger, Asian gangbanger, Armenian gangbanger. But just a little over two months ago, there were white gangbangers in the Capitol building banging. And they walked home. Free will. On their own, you know, recognizance. Um, so we really need to check that out because we have it in our minds as well, right? It's, it's, sure. we, you know, we can do things to each other and say things to each other um, and play some of the games that I think we're going to talk about um, mm -hmm. later on um, and allow ourselves to make this, like you said, somehow about me, you know, the collective me, as opposed to the collective us. Uh, and we need to, we need to think about that. You know? We do. Yeah. We really do. I, I, I agree with you. I think the, the collective me part is very important because I've watched people, very few, but I've watched people try to kind of all lives matter this, right? The yeah. hashtag. First of all, it, can, can I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. How do you read hashtags? <laughs> because I, I feel like people read hashtags. I, I feel like maybe I read hashtags wrong. Like I'll read a hashtag that says Black Lives Matter, right? But it seems like somebody else will read it and it says Black Lives Only Matter are the only lives that matter or Black Lives Matter and your lives don't, or right? Or I'll see a hashtag that says Stop Asian Hate. And somebody else seems to read Stop Asian Hate but it's okay to hate other people. I, where are you getting the rest of the sentence? All I see in that hashtag is a specific, you know, specific wording based on situation. I had a conversation with someone and he had a whole cheering section or a, a small cheering section in his, his friend group. And I, I thought, well, that's cute, but why not stop all hate was his opinion. That's a reasonable opinion. That's a reasonable opinion any other time of the year. It's a reasonable opinion now. But what about you feels like you needed to include yourself in this moment? Mm. Why couldn't you see the specificity of what's going on? Why couldn't you look on your television, listen to the voices that have been speaking to you that are saying, no, this is a specific instance. This is something that is happening right now. No, we don't want anybody else hurt. No, we don't want anybody else hated. No, we don't want violence towards anyone, white folks, Anybody, anybody else, but this is a very specific situation and we're discussing something specific. Why do you need to, for, for people who don't understand the Me Too movement, y'all Me Too the hell out of yourselves audience. It's always you two. That maybe, maybe you don't understand Me Too because you're always inserting yourself in everything, right? Maybe you, you just don't get that, but maybe it's me. Maybe when I read a hashtag, I'm not reading, I don't see the other, maybe they're hidden. The internet is a, a vast place. Coding is beautiful. Maybe it's somewhere I don't see it, but I never see the word only and you guys seem to see it. Where is it? Where is that word only? Yeah. 
Right? Yeah. I, I don't see it. I, I, and I'm going to, you know, of course, make a, a comparison that's a little wild. But if, if I see something that says save the whales, I just don't believe that that organization that's put, putting that together is like, yeah, but kill every other fish in the ocean. It doesn't. It, no, it's a very specific situation. Something right. is happening. And that organization is recognizing a specific instance and wanting to rectify it. And usually, if you're intelligent enough, what you do know is if you rectify something like Asian hate, you're rectifying all hate. You're, it, 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 it starts with recognizing where this is happening and snuffing it out and continuing to recognize it. Now, I'm, I'm long-winded on this, Kev, but let me conclude this because I was a little irritated at the cheering section. And I know they'll never listen to this show because all lives matter and that's their thing. So as long <laughs> as you say that you love everyone, that's why I hate hip-hop like that. Save mm. the trees, hip-hop. Because you don't want to do nothing. That's why you don't want to talk about nothing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's why you want to rap over melodic beats with light drums and say things like, and if we just love the world, then everything will be all right. It'll be all right. And that's corny. It's goofy. You're not presenting any solutions because you don't want to do anything. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. whenever I hear your records, I vomit because I know that you're, you're, you just want to avoid the situation. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same feeling I get when I get across you all lives matter people and you let's stop all hate people. You don't want to do nothing. You want to disconnect. And that's why you're saying those things. Right? Because right? if I just put on my, if I just, for, for y'all are like care bears. If you just love harder and put a rainbow on your chest, you feel like, okay, no, but I love more. Like, no, you don't want to get active. You don't want to be vocal. You don't want to speak out. That's your problem. It's not that you're upset with the trend that happens or people putting, you know, uh, turning their Instagram black. That, that doesn't bother you. What bothers you is you have to actively think about somebody else outside of your selfish clown self. And that is a problem for you, Care Bear. So why don't you rectify that before you try to change how the world views these specific situations? Mm. That's where that's where I'm at with you guys. I, I look at if you were to pinpoint, say, a group of people as, say, there are racist white folks who say all lives matter. And they also want to say that they're not racist. They get very offended when they're called racist. You take that sure. subset of people, which is probably not the exact same people you're talking about, if, if at all. Not at all. Um, that's some... That's a very clear, you know what I'm talking about when I say those words. When you hear the, the term systemic racism, that is a small but very, I think, a, a pretty plain spoken way to describe what systemic racism is. It's to both believe that nobody can matter more than you at any given moment, but also believe that everybody else matters less than you. At any given moment. At any given Those moment. two things physically are not possible, scientifically are not possible, mentally are not possible, so they cannot realistically be possible. So there's that group. I think slightly different is also a group of, I will say, the collective us. Because I think they come, the people you're talking about come in all colors. Oh, all of if us. They're, if yes. they're not, you know, all colors, period. Mm -hmm. Um. I'll I'll actually give a pass to the people who are the non-confrontational, I'm too immature to think about how this may affect either my kids or my 
nieces and nephews or my neighbor's kids or whatever future generations come after us. Uh, if you are that much of a coward, then don't, that's not peace. That's cowardice. As long as you get that straight, cool. Sure. I don't like it. I'm not going to hang out with you. I don't ever believe that you would have my back if I needed that in any kind of way. Sure. Um, And then there are those of us who are happy to play the game of, as you've said on previous episodes, to, to do the work of the oppressor. I know that's kind of a big word. And maybe if you're not a grown up, you don't really understand what that means. Just like maybe if you hear systemic racism, you turn your brain off. Just because those words maybe are a little bit too complicated for you to digest. You having it worse or better than the man next who lives next door to you, who happens to look a little different from you, doesn't matter to the to to the the rich folks who are making decisions on your behalf, whether you know they are or not. And and they may not be making those decisions at a high level specifically to keep you down but if you if you do the work for them they will keep you down and and that's where it becomes a problem and the yeah the all lives matter you know where wherever it comes from because we've seen it come obviously from again yeah. people of all it, colors all backgrounds all yeah. races all genders um you really need to examine the goofiness of what you're saying it's it's as though, you know, you talk about it in the context of social media. What if if I if I went on Instagram and I had just you know bought a a fantastic new umbrella, right? And I had this umbrella and I took a picture. Mm. I'm not saying that rain is no longer wet. I'm just saying I don't want right. to get wet. Yeah, I'm not saying you can't stand under the umbrella with me. I'm saying I don't want to get wet. Right. It doesn't mean that water isn't wet. <laughs> it's, it, and that's what you sound like when someone says Black Lives Matter and you say all lives matter. That's what it, you know, you, it sounds like you're saying, well, water, all water is wet. When, when someone says stop Asian hate and you say stop all hate, it's like you're saying all water is wet. Shut right. up. Yeah. You know, you don't... Uh, and that's what that's and that kind of is the problem with hashtags is that they are catchy they are marketing statements to a certain uh, mm-hmm. effect and that is not to minimize the effectiveness of them nor the 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 um impact of them nor the reality or um righteousness of them but they are meant to be short bite-sized statements that make an impact um They don't have to be wrong for you to, you know, disagree with them or or to feel a different way or to put con- your own context on them. But don't take them and take them out of context and think that you're, you're you know, you're doing something, some sort of intellectual gymnastics because you're not. Right. You're not. Well, there's this belief. We, we've, we've found these angles. And I want to get into something because we're both men having this conversation. Um, and there, there's, there's much deeper conversation that needs to be had just in that fact alone. But 
I just think that you, I, I just think, you know, again, you just want to disconnect. It's, it's the, it's the whole conspiracy theory thing as well. You know, no, it was aliens or lizard people or something that I can't control. So why? I don't know. It's, it, what do I do? You guys are all stupid because you can't see the lizard people. Why are you even trying? You know? Nah, it's whimsical. You just don't want to be actively involved in anything. You don't want to add to the discussion or 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 use your voice, your platform. We work hard, especially as especially as artists, we work really hard for these platforms and then we use them for little to nothing. Mm. I I just because you're afraid to lose them. But if I speak about something I feel is important, and I lose an audience over it, then so be it. Mm. Whatever. That's what I use my platform for in that regard. My whole platform isn't challenging the my, you know, the thought process. That's that's ridiculous. That would be a lie. If I told you that everything I posted or spoke about was something that was serious and needed, you know, your serious attention. But when I do, I recognize that I could be turned off. And I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid to lose you. The rest of you are somehow afraid to lose an audience, afraid mm. to lose a, a, a quote unquote friend. That's not your friend. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, there's that, you know? I think there's also a group of people, um, and I'm and I'm trying to choose my words carefully. There, there are a group of people who, um, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to engage with you on a deep discussion of what the Lakers back office you know, what moves they're making in the off season. It's not something I'm interested in talking to you about. Sure. Um, because if I want to know more about that, I'll just ask you. So if you're not comfortable speaking about, about you know, uh, current events, which a lot of people just don't want to, or politics, um, you can just engage and ask Questions. Questions don't need a particular. Um, I think they require a lot of intellectual capability to to have mm-hmm. the humility to ask questions, but they don't require big words in in a vast, uh, you know, a wealth wealth of knowledge. Um, but ask the questions, um, and also, if it's about something that doesn't directly affect you in everyday life, your experiences are different from the next man, which is vastly different from the next woman, even if their skin tone is just like yours. Mm-hmm. So don't project your experiences on anybody else, just as you would not want them to project those things on you. And and don't enter into the conversation, I I would say... As though somebody is trying to lecture to you. I know I know that's kind of what I sound like I'm doing now, but I'm trying not to. I'm saying Well, we're on our own talk show. Talk about so, it. You know what I'm know, saying? If you yeah, tune like, into this show, then we're gonna lecture. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's where some of this stuff gets lost in situations like this. Um in in the places where it really bothers me is when it's other non white people. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> I've in the interest of choosing words wisely, I have way more to say on that than I than I that I really am willing to say on this show. Not particularly to lose the audience, just to not stay on track. 
uh, I, I just think you, you know what, whatever. I, you are the tool of the oppressor, bottom line. And and here's how I know. One one of the things that um, I grew up with, I, I didn't grow up with a lot of direct, well, that's a lie. Um, there was, there was some direct racism, just, you know, your, your typical racism, right? Just the N word. Um, it did not, I didn't grow up around white people. So that word didn't come from white people. Right. But one of the more racist things that was often said to me was like, why aren't black people in a better position when they've been here longer? That was kind of the, the more often thing. Um, and, and I didn't know how to respond to that when I was younger. I definitely didn't have the, the vernacular or, or just any type of clever response mechanism to, to respond to that. But as I got older, what I started to say, because a lot of this was rooted in things that their, their um, you know, elders were telling them, whether grandparents or uncles or, you know, parents. So I would ask them, what African country invaded your country? Was there ever any... African invasion do you know if there wasn't then where did you learn your hatred and despite and, and uh, uh, dislike for black people other than from your your view of them as perceived by what you were taught in the United States you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying mm -hmm. if you didn't have a ton of interaction in in your homeland or I mean in the homeland could be Montana I'm not saying it has to be uh, another country uh, then where did you learn it from other than from mass media outlets um, and tools of the oppressor to teach us things like model minority and teach us things like all black people steal or are violent. Um, things that have gone on since the 1800s as we're learning these histor this, this history uh, that were consistently brought upon us to divide us, specifically to divide us. If you've bought into that, you're just you're, you're the tool of the oppressor. Whether you have been vocal, strongly vocal about your own people or not, this is your point where you need to check yourself and realize that you are a tool of the oppressor. That's what you are right now. You know, um, if you pick this moment to make it about you uh, on this show, we're discussing nuance and and we're including um, Black Lives Matter and and my particular experience into the discussion. But this is not about my experience at all. I am not anywhere near the target victim here so if i was to make this about me i'm, I'm the tool of the oppressor that's what i am so it, it might be hard to swallow it's a hard pill to swallow because you feel like you fought for so long and you feel like you're justified in your opinion because of your experiences and you are you are but why my question would be knowing that why would you use your experience to nullify the experience of others Unless you've bought the oppressor's poison and you drink it and love it and it's pouring down your chin. Yeah. And, that's, and it know, may have come from prior generations, you know, depending on how, how new you and your family are to this country or whatever your circumstance is. Um, there's a part of it, I think, that's human nature. There's a part of it that's a uniquely American style of human nature. Yes. Um, Yes. That, um, you know, part of it's a function of the fact that we live in a country where there are uh, there are a lot of different looking people. 
we are not as much a diverse country as we want to believe that that look indicates. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is that we are happy to stay in our own groups. Um, sometimes because it is safer, it is, or we, it makes us feel safer or, uh, on the whole or, or somehow, um, that's all we can manage to deal with, with all the other struggles that we may be going through in everyday life. Um, that, that, that kind of partially is what it is, but then stuff like this happens. And rather than realizing, you know, that, that could very well have been me or my sister or my auntie or my mom. We, regardless of where it was, reg regardless of what kind of establishment it happened in, regardless of who did it, that could have happened to my folks. And starting... To approach the conversation from that perspective, instead, for some reason, we choose to think about all the things that have happened to us or people who look like us that are worse sure. than the, that yeah. particular thing that just happened. The struggle I get it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I get it, but to me, that's, that's, that's an immature thing to do. I mean, and I say that dictionary definition of the word immature as you are if you're a young person uh, if you're a boy and you think like that i might give you a pass if you're a grown man and you still think that way in the same manner that you thought that way when you were a kid you've not done any thinking or growing again this just has, has nothing to do with your sat scores or your iq this just has to do with knowing yourself as you exist among many other people of many other backgrounds, um, and we need to we need to get better at that. You know, I mean, you can reach back to things that did happen, whether they happened to you or whether they happened to somebody who looked like you, and get very angry about the fact that that historical event is not being recognized in every news story about this current event. You can allow yourself to do that. That seems very silly to me. It doesn't minimize the the gravity of that historical event, whatever it may be. Um, but that's not what the conversation is about right now. Um, and you weren't talking about that historical event two weeks ago. That's the other thing that really upsets me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If... if um, I mean, first of all, the stuff with, with Asian folks, like you said, we've been talking about it for at least a few weeks now. It's been happening for months. Almost a year. A year at this point. And and um I mean, yeah, I was I was pissed about it when he said China virus a year ago. And I as much as it was part of a mudslide of nonsense that was pouring out of his mouth 24-7. We all knew what was going to happen. We didn't know this was going to happen. No. But nobody no. with any, you know, with half a brain in their head would have listened to that and thought, well, this is not going to have the effect that you think it will. Or, or maybe it does, you know. Maybe right. that's what you want. Or maybe you just want to distract everybody 
because you're screwing the whole thing up. So there is a connection there. doesn't matter what these women uh, did or didn't do for a living, which we don't really know. Let's get into that. In, in, in the context that you want, you know, that, that people seem to want to know. Um, it doesn't matter where they came from. It doesn't matter what, what language they spoke natively or how well they may or may not have spoken English. It doesn't matter. They're gone. And your anger about something that happened to you in the past or my anger about something that happened to me in the past has nothing to do with this. No. Because it's going to happen again. If we keep acting this way or if we don't keep acting this way, it's going to happen again. But if we keep acting this way, we don't have any chance at, at, at understanding how we can maybe fight it effectively. The, the key here is understanding. Um, and that's something that over the last few, over the last five or six years hasn't happened. Um, and all of, all of what has been uh, in the loudness of the movements, understanding has seemed to be lost. It, it seems not to be important. Uh, understanding is one of the most <clears throat> important things to me. I always seek understanding. Let's build upon understanding here. First of all, there has not been a single bit of evidence verifying these women as sex workers. Not one. The police and mayor both said that the all of these spas were operating legally and were not on their radar. There was a prior incident in 2013 at one of them. It has changed ownership twice since then. You can correct me on that, but it at least has changed ownership once. The age of many of these women, one is 74 years old, one of the owners. Does it scream sex worker to me? I know that might be a bit ageist, but I don't know. But let me say this, because there are a group of people, Kevin, and I wanted to welcome them to this moment and I I would like you to help me welcome them. <laughs> I'd like to welcome you guys because you haven't been here before and I, I know that this is all new to you. Hey, misogyny and racism, this is the cross section. You know those two things can go together, right? You didn't know that? You thought that they were always separate? I feel like a lot of you breathed a sigh of relief. Oh, it wasn't racist. Whew. It was just right. misogynist. That's okay. We're all right now. Let's not make this about race, guys. It was just sexist. Right. Right? Many people have also made this about Christianity. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to body that one in a moment, too. Slave masters used to rape their slaves. Were they not racist because they viewed their slaves sexually? Is that what you're saying? Are you saying that because they viewed their slaves sexually, they were not racist? See, one of the problems with white supremacy is that when you say white supremacy, white people immediately get offended. No, white supremacy is actually not synonymous with white people. 
That's the, that's the odd thing about white supremacy. There are plenty of white people that do not believe they are the supreme beings on the planet that can exact whatever they, or do whatever they prefer at any given time. I know it's hard to believe. I've been around them. It is hard to believe they don't think that, but they don't. This was white supremacy. The Klan is a Christian organization because they are a Christian organization. Are they, are, were their acts not racist? Their acts were false faith? No, it was both. It can be all of it. It can be sexist. It can be misogynist. It can also be racist. And it also can be falsely faith. It can be all of them bundled into one disgusting supremacist idea where A, you chose spas as a direct attack on attack on temptation where i wouldn't want you to choose these things but atlanta is full of strip clubs now i wouldn't i'm not saying go kill people at strip clubs that's not what i'm saying people have done that and it's it's just equally disgusting well my point here is no you were he was very specific and I know that the FBI is trying to sweep this under as not a hate crime. No, it is a hate crime. It's a hate crime. Okay, it's a hate crime against women then. <laughs> like, what? We're going to pretend like that's not possible too? No, this was a hate crime against Asians, spe Asian women specifically. It was a result of fetishizing Asian women, which has gone on for over a century in this country to begin with. It is a result of supremacy and the belief that you, at him as a whatever he feels himself as, can exact vengeance or judgment upon anyone he prefers, right? It's an act of sheer and pure racism. This is what racism is. This is the result of it. Now, you can believe what you want to believe. You can believe that, I think the, the idea of the day is that people just like to find racism in things. Really? Do you think that's a thing? Do you think we're all super happy? Oh, yeah, no, it's fun. This is great. You know, multiple mothers are dead. Yay, racism. Like, you think that we're all doing that? No, not at all. Do you think that, that being part of the quote-unquote minority group means that we want to disconnect from this listen i'm reading people constantly bring up the crimes that black people have committed on uh, against asians during all of this which have been far too many and embarrassing as a black man embarrassing right but i find one thing very odd kev hmm. i find it odd that us as quote unquote minorities always seem to have to be accountable for the actions within our group. For example, 3,800 attacks since the, uh, since the coronavirus hit United States soil. The United States has somehow found all Asians responsible for the coronavirus, right? And have expected Asians to be accountable. Even Andrew Yang made the mistake of, of, of finding some, let's just be more American so that they'll, they'll leave us alone. No, 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 no. We, all of a sudden, all Asians have become accountable for a virus? Every Asian that you come across is accountable for, for the virus now? Do you see how this accountability weighs so heavy on us culturally? 
right? When a black person commits a crime, do you do what I what we what we do? So for my Latino friend, I joked with a few friends recently. Something happens on the news and you go, please not a black person, please not a black right. person, please don't let it be black. Mm-hmm. Oh, because you feel accountable, right? But when it's an act of white supremacy, destructive white supremacy, oh, he was a lone wolf. You don't feel accountable? You don't feel connected to it? Oh, it wasn't really racism. Let's just fight this. Let, let's not understand or listen like, like we're supposed to be doing in these moments. Let's not listen like we should have been doing months ago to the fears and the, the outcry of community that was telling you, hey, yo, elders are being pushed into light posts, slammed to the ground, heads bashed into concrete. The elders of our community, 80 years old, 70 years old, grandmothers, grandfathers, women. Oh, no, it's not. It's it's not like that. No, come on. Right. It's an act of supremacy. It's it's the it's the it's the man. It's just the bleeding edge, (laughs) hard, hardcore bleeding edge of of supremacy. And, And you get to disconnect from it while us in our communities always seem to be responsible for every action one of us takes. And it, believe me, it's exacted in everything that happens. It is, it's exacted when you take your hat off, when you see the police behind you, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. you get to disconnect so easily. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it, uh, it's... I get it. You... One of the first things you said was about the, the the audacity to think it possible that this act could have been both sexist, misogynistic, and also racist. One, we don't really need to know what the particulars were. And more importantly, we don't know necessarily yet. It doesn't matter. I mean, we may, I might, I might not know anyone in this situation, although I might, but if not, I'm, I'm sure they're not more than one step removed. People who have gotten three strikes behind a bumbled drug bust and are gone forever. They're never coming home. Yeah. It's life. And you want to parse what this guy's mentality was? No. I'm not interested in that right now. I'm not interested in that at all. No. Um, You also talked about white supremacy. And I, like, I do this. So I think maybe there's some people, some other people also do this. When you hear white supremacy, you think of, I think of clan hoods. I think of Nazis. I think of... You know, idiots watch, uh, marching in a straight line because they've never realized that that's the easiest way for someone who doesn't like what you're doing to mow your ass down. <laughs> but I get this image in my mind in the real, when in fact, what it is at the end of the day, they've leveled up. They don't need to do that anymore. They, they love doing it. They clearly love doing it. They still go and have Civil War reenactments and don't realize the irony in that. 
It's like going back and it, it it would be like if a bunch of old fat dudes got together and and one team always wanted to be the Washington Generals and the other team got to be the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> it's like no, just cut it out. What are you doing? You're wasting your time. But they love they love doing the performative part of it. But the part that they've leveled up on is to make a Andrew Yang say maybe we should try and be more American. Correct. There was a great article and yes. I can't remember the writer and I I don't know if it. It can have been, you know, today, yesterday, um, Asian journalist who made the point of saying, why was I even worried about what, whether or not these were massage parlors that were, where certain types of acts were performed? I, she basically made a couple of, you know, I got caught up in the same thing that y'all got caught, caught up in. Let me stop you right there, Kev. I don't want to step on your point too much, but I want to say this, though. The was that the article why, you posted? Yeah, it was the article I posted. And the reason why I find this important is because I've watched these tricks consistently. And I just want to make this statement real quick. If, 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 if in, a, in a police brutality situation, it's very important. The first thing people want to do is find the criminal background of the person right. who was murdered, right? In, in this case, it was the exact same thing. The exact same thing to take away the sting of what happened is to make the victims somehow criminal in the minds of the people. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I thought it was very important to note and remind people that no, 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 no. Wipe that away because a, it doesn't matter, right? As you stated. But B, this is a tool. This is a, a constant tool that's used to make people comfortable with what happened. Okay, well, it was bad, but it's okay because they were also kind of criminal too. So he just killed the bad guys, right? But no, that's not what happened here. And I need to make sure that it's clear that that is not what, that's not proven and it's not likely what happened here. What is likely is that a racist, sexist, misogynistic individual targeted Asian women and ultimately also murdered two other innocent victims that were outside of Asian ethnicity. So that that's I, I want to make sure that that's kind of thrown in there because that was my point in, in post, posting that article. But continue, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, uh, you know, which is. But that's part of the dialogue. What she wrote to me was part of like, hey, we're all trying to figure out, you know, you, something like this happens and you, the, again, that human nature is, let, let's try and figure out everything we can about this. It's mm-hmm. like one, okay, I get it. But don't, there's a difference between that and jumping to conclusions because it makes you feel better about any aspect of this. You know, the, the example you just gave when... When George Floyd got murdered, mm-hmm. they could not wait to bring up whatever it was that he had done that day. The nothing he had done that day, much less the nothing he had done, you know, previously in his life. In this situation, somehow, the bad guy. When you said bad guy, I'm thinking the guy who did the shooting. Right, but no, you want to dig. <laughs> you want to <laughs> dig up the you know, in, in 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 psychoanalyze the the background of of the people who got killed. That's right. how that's how twisted we've gotten ourselves. You know, we've allowed ourselves to get into this 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 cycle where um, 
we can't stop and shut up and watch and read and pay attention and talk to each other and figure out, all right, this is, this is wrong. Right. I've, I've seen, I'm not going to stand up for them because they don't stand up for us, which may be a whole separate episode. I, Babe, I, it, it, it just deserve. No, you only get half a bar. Y'all super trash. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a that's a deeper conversation. Um, you know <laughs> the sorry. the and I don't even know if it was about this situation or about one of the the elderly that was beat up in the last couple weeks. Um, and somebody's response was, what about Natasha Harlins? Now, if you've watched this show for any length of time, um, you know that my first thought is, well, my friend, the young lady's name was Latasha Harlins, but I understand what you're saying and your point's still goofy. Yes. I I understand where it comes from. I hope that in your old age, you might be able to grow a little bit to realize that both that can be horrific and terrible, and I can be very, very angry about that happening, not having known any of the people involved, mm-hmm. but understanding that there was, that ha- that young life is gone, and and that did not need to happen, nor should it have happened. The same way, that none of the stuff that's been happening over the last few weeks should have happened. The thing that makes me, um, the, th- the thing that bothers me about this as well is that it was the words of one man and everyone wants to forget about him. And I get it. The words of one man set a lot of this in motion in a way that I don't think we're going to be really coming to terms with for quite some time. And what I would hate to think is that he's going to be the one that he wrote the check that you now are allowing your ass to have to cash. Because it's it's not worth it for any of us. No. You know, and, and think, what you know, obviously think whatever you want. That's always our <laughs> mantra. Yeah, you can believe sure. what you want. If we think it's goofy, we'll call it goofy. If we think it's silly, we'll call it silly. If we think it's stupid, we're going to point out that we think it's stupid. Uh, and hopefully provide a little bit of context on why we feel that way. Whether or not you agree is up to you. But sure. um, yeah, this, it's, you know, it, it it should tell us a lot about ourselves that when eight people, eight human beings who are innocent, Got killed for really no good reason. None. That's the that is one that that's the thing that has to happen for us to have this kind of discussion. But also that even when that happens, and then the discussion follows, that the discussion can still proceed to be goofy on a number of different levels. I admonish people not to plant a flag on this. Um. 
and and that goes in in several different directions. I'm not, I'm not I'm only going to speak for myself um by no means am I calling myself an ambassador for my people that that um you know, I am no more an ambassador for black people than Candace Owens is. Let's just keep it real. Um but this is not where you plant your flag. <laughs> it's just not this is not the place to plant your flag and and point your finger back at people and tell them that their struggle is not as deep or, or, you know, damaging as yours. This is just not that moment. I know you want it to be that moment extremely badly. Um, listen, I know, I know how ignored we feel, but What I've learned over the years, take it or leave it. What I've learned in these conversations, because I've been having them since high school, I've been having them since junior high school. What I've learned is there are moments where you need to listen because what you'll learn in other people's struggles in this country is a lot about how well it's connected to yours and how the parts have always been moving in one direction. Mm -hmm. And you may not feel that way. You may feel that some one group got off easier. That may be your feeling. But I'm going to tell you right now that that's an, oppressive, that's an oppressor's ideal. What does it matter when eight innocent people are murdered? It didn't matter when 13 innocent people were murdered in a church. It don't matter now when eight innocent people are murdered in three different spots. It doesn't matter. And it never will. As Kev said, your struggle ain't got nothing to do with this. Your personal issues have nothing to do with this. What's being discussed right now? Start and end. What is being discussed right now is over 3,800 attacks on Asians in a year. Right? Not a war. Just 3,800 attacks on elderly, on women, by grown men. What is so difficult to comprehend about that? And why did we need six women to be murdered? in order to start having the conversation collectively. And for the, and with great respect to the two innocent individuals who were caught in the middle of this as well, why would you choose this moment to plant your flag in the Struggle Olympics? Why would it be important to choose this moment? I just don't get it. I don't get why this would be the moment. This is a moment of listening for everyone else. That's what I felt about Black Lives Matter. I, I'll, I'll, I'll end my point, Kev, and pass it over to you uh, to close it out. I'll end my point with a story. Over the last year, what has been overwhelmingly emotional for me has been the people that called to check on me 
when George Floyd was murdered. The people that called to check on me when these things were happening. We had been talking about these things, you know, in different settings, whether it was work or, or you know, at Snapback. And I had people, not, not, not black folks, I had people call, yo, Trek, how are you? What are your thoughts right now? And they just listened to me. They didn't, I didn't give them an hour worth of lecture, <laughs> but they definitely took the time to concern themselves with how I felt in these moments. I'm not George Floyd's family, man. But they knew how strongly these things would impact me. Now, who hell am I to not be the same person? Right? It was important. It made me feel, at least me personally, it made me feel like, yo, the rest of the world's connected to, to this. We're listening now. Mm-hmm. So do the same thing. Listen. Be concerned and listen. That's all yeah. that, that's that's all you need to do. No flag planting. Listen. Mm. I hate the fact flag <laughs> I hate the fact that struggle Olympics is such a catchy term. I hate the fact that it exists. You know. But we do it. We do it. Um and by no means am I saying, you know, I'm not out there. There were rallies today. There were rallies yesterday. People were out and active in, in speaking their mind and making their voices heard in various cities around this country. I was not one of them. Excuse me. So I'm not going to, you know, and I was not out there during the Black Lives Matter protests around George Floyd um, or in Ferguson or anywhere else. So I don't want to pretend that I was much less... Um, tell you what you should be doing. But like Trek just said, it's okay to listen. It doesn't minimize your voice or your opinion. Um, I wish the struggles that you've experienced in your life never happened. I have no reason to wish any of that upon you, your family, or anyone else in your vicinity. Period. But your struggles also don't negate the struggles of anybody else. Um, so yeah. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to somebody. But be open to other things having happened in their life. Just like your life is unique, maybe their life is as well. And always remember, I'm not telling you to shut up, but it's always okay to keep your mouth shut if you're not quite sure what to say. Say less. (laughs) (laughs) Word. Um, Yeah, I've come to, I've I've grown to... um, I I hate when we have to have episodes like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really do, because that means it's something beyond comprehension has happened, and and we don't get to add a lot of humor um, like we prefer. But um, yo, but it is what it is. Yo, this has been Rap Sucks Radio. You know what I'm saying? Uh, thank y'all for tuning in. I am your homeboy Trek Life, and wait, my bad. That is your fam, <laughs> Kev's Coda. <laughs> 
Um, if you'd like to catch past episodes, please check out rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, you can also catch us on, on your television by going to BTSN Pass, that is Behind the Scenes Network. Download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. Click on the app and we are right there. Rap Sucks Radio, Behind the Scenes Network, we want in. Uh, we will catch y'all next time. On the count of three, we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. peace. We out, y'all.